Headquarters units, headquarters units, Bolo for a podcast somewhere down in South Louisiana. Description's gonna be the Blue Light Night podcast. Caller advised that a couple of young guys over there getting pretty rowdy. going on welcome to the third episode of the blue light night podcast uh today we have grant aaron and kyle all here together again kyle is back thank god and um we are the only podcast around that can tell you where to get the best donuts so uh welcome to the third episode of our installment so i want to go ahead and put on the record at this time in louisiana the coronavirus is causing statewide chaos uh all bars theaters and restaurants have been closed down unless they have drive-through uh, and there's pretty much a statewide curfew that you're not supposed to be out past 8 p.m. Uh, there has been at least three confirmed deaths of the coronavirus right now, two of which happened less than an hour away from the location we're recording in. So, what do y'all think about how this is affecting everyone? I mean, this is like the beginning of every zombie movie. You know, when they talk about actual, the disease and the, the viruses and stuff like that. People are actual fucking idiots. Yeah? Yes. Well, what's your take on it? My take on it, besides what that that well thought out. <laughs> yeah, that, he just said <laughs> that long <laughs> What a thesis! <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. But no, I just I think yeah. it's stupid how everybody's being like this. I mean, I understand what the deal is with the toilet paper with it. It's so fucking respiratory. Well, oh, by the way, anybody listening to the podcast, if you're offended by my cussing, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, the first two episodes were so clean. Yeah, I'm so PG rated. I gotta put that out there. We might say, "Oh, what's the fuck word?" That time we talked about Johnny Depp beating his wife. I mean, that was some PG <laughs> content right there. No, but um, I also think it, it, it's 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 funny because like the common cold, influenza, fucking pneumonia, and shit are still killing people and infecting people at a higher rate than coronavirus is. But it is weird for our state, though, because they, they did this testing, and our state is the highest growth rate for the coronavirus well, in the U.S. Our state is the highest growth rate of fucking anything. STDs. Yeah, yep. I'm about to say syphilis. We're just fucking yeah. sick around here. And late COVID bleeds incest. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but... Um, um, you know, I was actually researching why people were buying toilet paper because I wondered if there was like a unknown cure I didn't know about. Like maybe if you slap the coronavirus with toilet paper, it goes away. <laughs> but um, it turns out that it's people believe it's a psychological effect that if you buy like big bulks amount of supplies like toilet paper and water and shit, that uh, it makes you feel like you have control of the situation. And that's that's why people are doing it. They they can't control getting the coronavirus, but they can control not running out of toilet paper. So that's how they're coping. No, I think that goes back yeah. to my statement. Fucking idiots. <laughs> so like like I understand people buying in bulk and buying a mask. Like I mean like like cleaning supplies or hand sanitizer, soap and that kind of shit. I get that. But who who needs you know a fucking pallet of toilet paper? You know? Me. Like like. Who is planning to utterly shit themselves so much in 14 days of quarantine? Have you seen this ass? I mean, I have. It's ass to be scrumptious, but like, damn. How, how long do you... <laughs> how long do you think this quarantine will uh, will stay up? It's going to stay up until I find a fucking cure. I cure, but even a vaccine. It's the same shit with every big... Disease like like the but swine like, flu a couple if years they, ago. If they don't have it within a month, do you think they'll hold up the quarantine? Because if not, if they do that, the economy is gonna plummet. Because well, they, there's gonna be all these businesses not making any money. Lots of people out of the job. Everyone well, that the, works at a theater right now. The fact that they banned all shipping job. routes and shit. You know, they, they yeah. stopped exports, imports, and a lot of states, to include ours now, have uh, began to close our borders with other states because of that that reason right there. I was talking to um, a sergeant in, in, in our unit about, because he works with the oil fields and stuff like that, how the oil prices are fixed to shoot down. Yeah. Because. Well, yeah, they're predicting that by, like, next weekend, gas will be, like, 80 cents. Yeah. And uh, that just says a lot. <laughs> you know? Like, mm. that'll, that'll fuck everyone in the oil field. I mean, oh, yeah. That's, right up the specter. But then again, but, um, they're not even being allowed to 
Huh? Good thing I don't work in the oil field. Yeah, no. We just have the job where we'll just be going to house to house, just making contacts with all kinds of people. That's that's what you want to be Whatever, doing. Whatever, I'm going to roll well, up, pump the then. horn, crack the window. <laughs> like, hey, what you need, <laughs> chat? Talking to, talking to him through the PA. Go ahead and hand work yourself. Get the back door in the lock. Bring me your registration. <laughs> no, but, um... No, Reg, actually, real talk, while this stuff is out, I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of nervous of it. I'm not going to do traffic stops unless it's something really crazy. Yeah. And if I walk up on a traffic stop and I need... If I, if I don't need the license and registration, like, it's just some bullshit, like, slow down, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to knock on the window and be like, hey, slow down. Because, dude, I don't... I don't give a damn if it's just like the flu or whatever. I don't want my dick knocked in the dirt for two weeks. You know, it, it still doesn't sound good to be sick in bed for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if it's not going to kill me because I'm young. But um, um, You know, I just got an email this morning from my, my captain that we are no longer at, at this moment because of the way the, uh, you know, the justice system is going. They're not allowing anybody in our state to be transported. Mm-hmm. They're not allowing court systems to go on. All the court dates are suspended until... For the notice because of the coronavirus, I got an email from our captain approved by the sheriff that's saying that we are not to arrest anybody to bring them into the, to the actual jail for unless for a major felony. Yeah, I got the same. Our chief put out a message in a group chat, same thing for us. So we're issuing citations for anything misdemeanor. Yep, so, and we're, we were told this. If it's a felony, do what we can. If it's not a major felony, if it's something like, I don't know, like, I, I can't say that. If it's a major felony that we can kind of prevent, like, like, or bring someone to a different area to kind of seize the attention, to cut the warrant to be served later. Really? Yes. Because See, I judge, haven't been told judges, anything like that. Which has nuts to butts still. <laughs> yeah. well, even the judges are, are saying that, like, yeah, I mean, you yeah, just the whole fucking thing, you know? And the thing is, you know, people are, are saying that the quarantine's too much. It's not really because... The point of it is not, you know, to, to kill it. It's to slow it down because even though it, it doesn't have, you know, a 100% fatality rate, if literally everyone gets sick, the hospitals won't be able to treat them. You know, it's just, it'll be too much. And that's all they're trying to do. They're trying to slow it down so that the spread will stop. And um, I don't know. So uh, do, are, do y'all think that it's... You know, being reported correctly. You know, chi- China has put out that this all started because there were soups being made with bats in them, which is pretty bizarre to begin with. Or do y'all have y'all's tinfoil condoms on? And y'all think it's a government secret or a biological weapon? To be honest, and to be to be straightforward, I, I don't give a fiddler's fuck how it was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fiddler's fuck how it was created, designed, mutated, or whatever. The shit's over here, fuck it. It's a sickness. It's, it's not as bad as anything else that we've ever had. Clark's over here like, I don't give a damn if the government bombed me. My fucking wife took my money. <laughs> <laughs> Think I give a shit? <laughs> Dis- <laughs> dispatch fucks me every night. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no fucking KY. No, but um, shit, no fucking warning. What are you talking about? <laughs> like I said, to be honest, though, if, if it was created, whoever created it, if it was, you know, if you believe that way, they did a piss poor job of fucking... Like keeping it in secret, <laughs> a piss poor job of making it lethal. Because I mean, like I said, it it, I, it has a high infectious rate. I believe full wholeheartedly that China was just eating some shit they're not supposed to eat. Because that's yeah, all I mean, they fucking do over there. They have terrible. <laughs> that's not pretty. That's pretty. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, this happens every couple. No, hold on. Just to clarify, this has got nothing to do with China's race. It's got to do with that country. Literally eats anything. Like the people over there, once every couple of years, have a goddamn disease breakout. Did you see bird flu's back in that motherfucker now? Goddamn! You can't get over one illness before you pull another one out of the grave. Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, when I heard that someone in China ate a bat, I was like, okay, you know. Anyways, there was no doubt. Oh, like, you, know, you, know, you know what bats are, right? Bats are just chicken of the cave. <laughs> what? Bats are just chicken of the cave, bro. Chicken yeah. of the cave. Just like cats are just chicken they're, of the railroad. Rats with wings, man. <laughs> oh, that's all this. That's all this podcast is going to hear. You guys talking and they going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is just a little. Welcome to our ASMR video. <laughs> you got a hot box of podcast room, bro. Hey, Kyle, so what do you think about it? The whole uh, virus thing? I just said fucking idiots. 
Dude, he had to elaborate something on on, on at least well, five. That's all he said. Just I mean, I don't fucking morons. I don't really. I don't care about it. As stupid. I'm gonna do what I do to not get infected by it. But other than that, I just don't think people need to be being dumb how they are. It's just they need to calm down, realize that the flu's much worse than this. Yeah. And we've been dealing with that for fucking forever. They just go get them a little shot, and they're oh, we're good to go. Well, you know, and people were freaking out because someone got caught corona twice. Well, yeah, they probably didn't get away from the area after it happened. It's just like if you caught the flu, but then a week later I shoved you in a house full of four other people with the flu. I mean, it's just you're like trying to catch the fucking flu. Yeah, again, I, mean, I mean, it's just like going and getting hooked on meth, and you like you get off it one day because you have to go to the hospital. You go right back to your house and get hooked on it again. Hey, man, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going through this. <laughs> so, um, Kyle, you had an interesting call. Uh, last week that you told us a little bit about, but uh, I wanted the full story on record, so here today... On record. Go on ahead record. and uh, give us the, the full well, details. It, it wasn't a call. It was a, We came in, me and another officer came in extra, and uh, we, the city I work in has a city ordinance for no reflective gear walk, for people walking on the street at night. Well, you, they require it. Yeah, that's what I said, city ordinance. Yeah, the city ordinance yeah. requires people with pedestrians yeah, that's what, that's have, what it said. to have reflective yeah, yeah. gear. Yeah, see ordinance reflective gear. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was rudely interrupted. Good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're like fucking people dating that aren't getting along to so your passive aggressive at dinner. Like, oh, Charles, this is good steak. I wish Jim could cook this way. And then all of a sudden, tuna salad. A <laughs> <laughs> lasagna? But, but um, anyway, so you and this other officer episode. were working, and there's a city ordinance that says you gotta be dressed up like the 70s or some shit, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have reflective gear if you're walking down the street. Well, we saw one guy, he didn't have any reflective gear, so we was gonna stop and talk to him. Well, the way he was walking, and he also had like a little backpack that was strapped close to his chest. Yeah. So, I mean, I just had a weird feeling about it. I already had my door open. I was riding in the passenger seat. So you were planning just to make contact with him. Yeah, that's... see what's up. Planning to make contact... Yeah. Let him go on his way, just telling me he needs to get the reflective gear when he's walking. Yeah. But, like I said, as we was pulling up, I got a weird feeling about it. I mean, the backpack, the way he was walking, all that stuff. So I went ahead and opened and cracked my passenger door a little bit. Well, we pulled up beside him, we turned our lights on because we was in the middle of the road, didn't want to get hit or anything like that. Just as soon as we turned the lights on said, hey, come talk to us, he took off. Had a foot pursuit with him. He made it about, he hopped one fence and it made it about three houses before I caught up to him. Well, when I caught, to, caught up to him and got hands on him, he proceeded to fight with me, wrestle with me, so on and so forth. Well, I think it was two or three times where I had to grab his right arm and physically pull his fingertips out of his pocket because he's sitting there trying to constantly grab in his pocket. Well, eventually the other officer finds me because I wasn't able to answer my radio. I'm sitting there wrestling with him. I didn't have a lapel mic on. I just had my radio clipped in my belt. So he's sitting there trying to find me, trying to get me to answer him, and wrestling with him. Well, eventually he does find me because he hears me. He comes up and he helps tactically... Helps me detain this subject. He assists in yeah, detaining. Yeah, assist in detaining. Well, once we get him cuffed and we start searching him and stuff like that, we start doing a pat-down search, and I feel what feels like a little gun. He, dude said I could reach in. I reach in, and I pulled out a little three eighty out of the pocket he was trying to grab in the whole time. Uh, so we got that, and I think he had, he had a little bit of dope on him, and he got booked and brought in for that. But it's just, it was one of those, I didn't think about it at first, but it was one of those things that if, you don't take care of yourself or you don't try to put forth into your training that you let him get that hand in the pocket that that's one little slip up that can change your life. Yeah. That, that can go from, you know, <clears throat> some little misdemeanor, you know, foot pursuit or whatever, from just flight from an officer mm-hmm. to uh, attempted murder or yeah. worse. Yeah. You know, if he, was, if he was allowed to or if he managed to get his hand into his pocket while y'all were running. Yeah. You know? Well, he had, it looked like whenever he was running that he had reached to his waistband. And I thought I saw him throw something, but I went back where we ran, and I couldn't find anything. But, uh, yeah. yeah he would pull that from his pocket and put his ass in a t-shirt, you know what I mean? No, I'm just saying, he will. <laughs> hope he didn't have dinner, because he'd have been full. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saying, I, I don't ever want to do that in my life. Well, I, no, don't I, don't think, I don't think any cop, that, if you're if you join this profession looking to kill people, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't you're wrong. I mean if you fun. join this profession to fight people, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing for me that I hate is when either you show up to a call and there's somebody trying to fight you or you watch a video and they're talking about, well, the officer doesn't fight fair. They use tasers. They use baton. 
we're not fucking boxers. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pay I didn't pay to get to go into a fucking street fight with people. I'm I'm here to arrest you and if you're not going to comply, I'm going to make you comply. And we're not we're not going to fight fair and be like, yeah. oh well he's got a bat, so I better pull my baton. Especially like, oh, okay, cool. when, I'm gonna drop you with a fucking taser. Especially like, here in Louisiana where half the fucking calls you show up to, they done shot up every chemical in the janitor's closet. And they're currently able to lift a car. You know, it's it's not <laughs> yeah, it's not a fucking fair fight to begin with. Like, yeah, hold on, man. Like, oh, you get down the call, and it's just you trying to arrest one guy, but that one guy also surrounded by ten fucking people. Yeah, you're you're fighting that one dude. Is in his head, he's fighting twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's just not something realistic. But people always have you know complaints about police officers that'll always be unjustified. It's the only career where you'll never be right. <laughs> you never be right, but you're always expected to be. Yeah, because you know you're always expected to do the right thing, to make the right call, and all that kind of shit. Well, the thing is, at the end of the day, someone's also taking an L, so no one's ever going to be happy. Whether it's the family of the victim, friends of the victim, or family of the suspect and friends of the suspect, you know. You guys ever listen be... to that uh, little like little speech by Paul Harvey on? Oh the, yeah, yeah, on yeah, man. definitely. Man, it's 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 one of those like. Just, I mean, completely. I mean, it's a little outdated with the way the word is, you know. But it's it's one hundred. Oh no, right? it's still one hundred percent about cops. Okay, still one hundred percent, right? You know. Yeah. In fact, I tell you about what, the most hated, yet the most needed, the most wanted, but the most um, the most abused profession as far as that goes. You know, we're expected to be able to fight. Well, how do you say it? Fight two men half our size and not get a uniform dirty. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's it's a police officer is expected to whip two men twice his size without injuring them and not get his uniform dirty. Yeah, or yeah. expect to be sued if you injure them. Yeah. I also really like the part where it says um if a police officer catches a criminal, he is lucky, he's but lucky. if he doesn't, he's a dunce, you know, it's Well, it, that part is like, you know, if a police officer takes out for like like so many nights and he finds all this shit off for one human hair, he's lucky. If it doesn't, he's a fucking yeah. dunce. And then there's the parts where it says he stays up for hours typing paperwork, making reports on someone that... For a, a shameless uh, shameless only yeah. to be dealt out by a um, something dealer. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so look, if you've never heard this speech, it's one of the truest things about police officers. I'll plug it at the end of the episode so you can listen to it. But uh, yeah, one of the most accurate things about a police officer. And if you're listening to this and you're not a police officer, you just like to hear things about us... That'll give you a really good idea of what the job is like. So how about you, Clark? You uh, fucked any chickens lately? Had any good calls? Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. As far as good calls, I don't know. Um, cow tipping. Uh-huh. No, uh, I mean, other than I mean, in the parish, we had two pursuits. No, I mean, three pursuits in the last weekend while we were at drill. Oh, really? Yeah, three pursuits. And, did, um, and all of them were short pursuits. I mean, like, almost just like, about half the parish, which is... Short pursuit, you know, and uh, and all, the, all of them ended in wrecks, all of them ended in an arrest, and uh, my sergeant actually kind of got mad at his pursuit, at the one he initiated, because he ended up having to chase this guy around around a couple blocks, because he kept making fucking circles, and he got our other deputy to come over there, and they had passed each other going the opposite direction, because they were both confused about where the fuck, like, like how to call out where they were at. Because yeah. it was in like a four block zone, four fucking roads, and this guy was just hightailing around these fucking roads. And so you had one deputy chasing the guy, another one like, wait, what the fuck? And kept passing him, kept passing him, you know? And then he ended up wrecking out into a ditch that was like on the edge of a crawfish pond. So it was like, it looked like it was hard ground. <laughs> it was about, you know, two foot of fucking mud with a little bit of grass right on sprinkled on top, you know? We had to fight him in that. You know, he jumped out. Ah, he fought him, and uh, he ended up falling. Sergeant did, and he went like like almost shoulder deep in mud, and had to get back out. And uh, this is the first time I started use his new, his new X twenty six taser, no the X two, sorry X two, yeah, where it has you know two cartridges, but also has a button on the other side of the taser. And my sergeant was the first time his him actually using it on on duty, so he shot the guy once with the taser, dropped him because he was fighting, and. uh and he kept on fighting, kept on fighting, and he wanted to shoot him again. Like yeah. I mean, he wanted to, he wanted to charge him again with another. Why did he tase ride. him again? Just to clarify, just to clarify, yeah, why did you tase him again? With another, with another five second ride of lightning, you know. But he forgot that it wasn't like <laughs> a five second ride of Thor's home. <laughs> Hunter Hammer <laughs> Thor came down and said, "Yeah, Dom, right up this guy's ass." Fuck you. <laughs> but no, uh, 
thank God that he had the taser still pointed at the guy because the other deputy was like, like standing back, about to go after him, and you know? <laughs> about to just pulled up. He fucking shot the taser again. He hit the guy again with another set of prongs. Tased his ass again. I mean, it's not what he intended, but hey, I mean, fucking worked. Sometimes shit happens, man. I know. I know an, an officer who was uh, in a altercation with a subject who pulled a knife on him, and out of defense, the officer pulled and popped his taser just as quick as he could, and a prong went in the dude's eye. <laughs> you, you know what? That officer went home that night. And hey, that's better what, officer than me. Dude. That's what matters to that officer. So um, I don't really have any interesting stories from this past week. I, we fished a dude out of an attic the other day who had a felony warrant, and that's probably about the last interesting thing I can remember <laughs> happening. Um, yeah, we fished him so out of the attic. So what did uh, laser meth. dots, laser dots. You know, you point them on there, and I he assume, was like, I assume meth on another string. Yeah, <laughs> drag it out that oh. chimney. <laughs> he comes out, waspray and copper wire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm actually going to tell y'all an interesting story, and I don't. I'm pretty sure I've talked to you both about it. You're not familiar with it. I wasn't familiar with it until um, you guys. You know, I listen to other podcasts, and a really well-known podcast I listen to is called the Official Podcast, which is a podcast where these four young guys come together and they just kind of bullshit and talk about things that are happening in the modern day and uh, it comes out as comedic but they're really just kind of bullshitting like a hangback and um, they've had on a guest name and I'm going to butcher his name Josh Palat or Palat he's actually from Mississippi and um, they had him on to tell his story this guy spent six years in a federal prison because of the trash talk he said on a game now, think about when you were younger and you Wait, were in he said school. On what? He said on a video game. He said it was the trash talk he said while playing a video game. Now, think about when you were back in high school <laughs> and you used to play COD, all the crazy messed up things Dude, you probably Xbox used to. Xbox Live, MW2, what's yeah, your name? <laughs> all the messed up things you probably used to say to your friends, you know, whether you raped and murdered their mom and all <laughs> kinds of shit. <laughs> about you know, it's just, it, there's plenty of things that if you would have said that to a normal Can I get a picture person, of the front of your mom's face? I'll know the back of her head. Yeah, <laughs> just shit like that that could have probably got you in trouble in one way or another. Well, this guy was playing a game called RuneScape, which I've never played. It's an MMO. Yeah, it's an MMO. I know that much. Have you played RuneScape? I don't play RuneScape. But anyways, he was playing a game called RuneScape when he began to have an argument with another player. And uh, the way he explained it was that he was playing when he had some random guy join the chat. And uh, the dude had told him, and this is a really bizarre way to start a conversation, but the dude had told him, hey man, do you want to see a link to a Columbine shooting game? Which is, you know, the, the active shooter at that school. So this weird guy comes up, you know, like a like a goddamn indie game dealer in an alleyway. Like, hey, you want to play some Columbine? But he comes up and he asks him. Cracked his arm, sniffing his Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got, that, I got that good shit. You can shoot kids. And uh, he, he was like, you know, I don't want to do that. That's weird. Well, other players in the chat kind of heard the conversation and began to to come in was like telling him to shut the fuck up and not talk about Columbine he was like well of course I don't want to talk about Columbine and him and some other dude got to an argument of it because they took it as he was the one who was supporting the game and um him and the other guy got into it and the other dude started telling him to kill himself and all kinds of shit and him just being that, you know, that, like, that turns you know from just talking to making threats and yeah. cyberbullying well the other dude was telling him to kill himself and stuff like that and in order to egg the other guy on to make him matter he started saying stuff like you know what you know yeah yeah I like Columbine you know matter of fact I'm gonna shoot up a school just saying shit like that to piss the other dude off well the the he was actually ended up reported by RuneScape to the feds and uh, it was because he had said several things like um, he had said that um he could not wait to blow brains out of skulls. He uh, threatened to shoot up local Mississippi high school, Oxford High. Just, you know, he, like he went all in. I mean, he was going had, hard. making you know? direct threats. Yeah, he was going shit. hard in the paint. And um, anyway, so uh, he, he, he got banned from RuneScape, and he thought that was the end of it. Well, a few days later, the feds show up to his house, and he was arrested uh, with all kinds of shit. He, um, he was knowing and willfully communicating threats by means of the Internet and Internet Interstate and Foreign com Conference, communicating an attempt to kill or injure individuals and unlawfully damage and destroy buildings, basically all these different types of charges of domestic terrorism. So yeah. he had yeah he had all these yeah. real like heavy fucking charges dropped on him and um he he got arrested and he went to court for it and uh, this is where I the shit just got fucking funny to me so he goes to court 
And um, he says that he has this really old judge, and this judge knows him because he's been in trouble before for, like, little shit. And um, he says this judge just, he knows, does not like him. And um, he's there, and he says Wait, that... Um, hold up. He went to court on federal... Like, see, I thought that was weird, too. He says that he knows this judge, and this judge is from this town, but wouldn't it be a district court? Because it's a felony charge, so it shouldn't be like, you know, it's old Pop Wiggle Wiener sitting in the city court. <laughs> you know, it should it should be a, a district judge that, you know, you would think it'd okay, be kind of bizarre. Was, if he was federally investigated, it, it wouldn't... I don't even think to bring up the charges. It wouldn't even be district. Yeah, it wouldn't even be district. It should be higher. It should be higher. He claims he gets sent to this judge that he says he knew and says had a personal vendetta against him. And that he says when he was in the courtroom, lots of the evidence that was presented for him, he says, did not suit his fucking case. He um, he says that the, the, uh, the defense attorney that he had had out the entire, like, um, game chat, like everything they had said, the whole manuscript, and it was everything in it, and there was even parts in it where he admitted he was just joking about every threat they had made from their point, and then there were other points in it where he was talking about other dumb shit with his friends, because you know he's a teenager playing a game, and he said they threw that out, and he said he argued with his attorney that he didn't want that thrown out because he thought that that you know, was the only thing that really helped prove that he wasn't serious in the accusations he had said, but his attorney threw it out anyways. And then, um, what I found really funny is he said when he was in the courtroom and they were talking to the judge, they were talking about if he had ever went to the link for the Columbine shooting game. And uh, the, the defense attorney was arguing the point that he went to the link but never downloaded the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were arguing back and forth whether he went to the link and downloaded the game or uploaded the game. And the judge the judge tells him, he goes, I just, I, I, look, I don't know what download means. I don't know what it means to download something. So so whatever that is, you can have it, but it's irrelevant. All right, Barney. <laughs> this old, this old out-of-touch judge. <laughs> just like. He was he was runescaping his what? <laughs> he, he was gonna runescape a Columbine. Oh God, what does that mean? He was smoking some runescape, your honor. <laughs> and uh, he made some jokes at the end of the podcast that were pretty funny. He said he was gonna start streaming, and he was like, "Watch me get in trouble again." He's again. This time they're gonna be like, "He had a whole stream of meth." You know? <laughs> But, um, he had a whole st- stream of RuneScape. Yeah, he was streaming. He was str- he had a whole stream filled of active shooters. But um, yeah. So that was this guy's story. And then he, you know, he actually ended up pleading guilty. And the judge, his recommended sentence, the judge recommended, or actually the judge made it to where it was forty eight months over the recommended sentence. He spent six years in a prison. He was only supposed to be there for. Two. Something like that, yeah. Something real short. Two. And and the judge did that to him. And um he he you know, he says that that was, you know, pretty fucked up that really kinda of, but he admitted to himself that he he admitted on the cast that he was being an asshole in the courtroom. But uh then he, he went mean, on to if there was anybody to be a dick to, like police officers, okay, I, yeah, you know, you're gonna get arrested, right? Judges? Oh yeah. I'm no, sorry, like no, judges <laughs> you better be on your fucking Toes, talking to a judge. So fucking quick. But, <laughs> oh, you want me to with cool night? That's like, like, here's your fucking sentence. Also contempt of court. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn right. And, and then he uh, he goes into saying that he spent you know six years in the pen. He was in a medium security federal prison. You know he met some like real fucking like serial killers and shit. And uh, he he actually said that he you know he didn't have really any crazy bad experiences besides seeing some crazy people while he was in there he said he had to he had to keep his papers on him because uh most young white guys in jail they just suspect of being a child predator Mm -hmm. so he said he kept his papers on him so he could show people that he wasn't um you know he wasn't a fucking kid toucher he calls them chomos that's what he called it he was like he was like yeah man he was like they fuck up the chomos man he's got that mississippi drawl the whole time, so he's like, "Yeah, man, they they don't like the chomos." <laughs> he's like, but then he talked about another prison that was full of chomos. He's like, "But imagine, man, if you go over there, he's like, the chomos are cool. You can run with them." <laughs> imagine, but, uh, imagine almost getting like shanked and then be like, "Hold up, brother!" Pulls out his fucking papers. <laughs> I'm not a chomo. Why do you say it like Hulk? Hold up, brother! <laughs> before you go and stab the Hulkamaniacs with that there shiv. <laughs> 
But um, so yeah, what what are y'all thoughts on on that whole story? There's one thing I found really skeptic about the way he told it is um, he claims that so so two character witnesses came up and they were like his ex girlfriends and they had spoke badly about him in the trial. They had said that um, <laughs> they had said that you know they would believe that he would do something like this and he what actually should have a fucking school? That, yeah, yeah. They they basically came <laughs> out and, this guy do to and ex, spoke bad about him and he claims that the the feds paid them off to do it and he said when he got out of jail they came forward and told him that they were paid off to do it and he understood, which I, you know we. Uh, uh, he, uh, that, that part sounds a little he, scary. He claims I mean, it's all over. He <laughs> says season two, he's going to go back to court and, and fight all these all these charges and whatnot. And he didn't want to speak on anything about that because of legal purposes. Which, well, legally, if, yeah. if, if it's true, then, you know, yeah, it's fucked up. I agree with it. But oh, what's absolutely. what's y'all's opinion on this, uh, this crazy tale? Because this guy, the bottom line is he did spend six years in jail for something he said playing a fucking video game. Did he ever try to go through the acquittal process? Well, see, that that's another interesting thing. He said that he couldn't get any other hearings. Now, that, that, that's not right either. That's not you right, know, no. Especially as far as I know here in Louisiana, if you're appeal, if, if you've got a judge that you feel is you know not good well, to you... Well, federally, you know, even if... Yeah. Like, even if you think your case was tried incorrectly, you can get it acquitted to a different court or to a higher court. Yeah. You can, you can get you can get any criminal case acquitted all the way to the state supreme court. But what I want to keep in mind here is this dude was 19 years old, probably didn't know anything about the system, didn't know anything about laws. Well, then that's, that's partly his if, fucked up lawyer's fault. Yeah, it? well, that's what I was about to say. If anything, is a failure of a lawyer to educate him on his options and on his you know, help. Right. And he actually did plead guilty. I might point that out too that he uh, he didn't take a plea deal, but he pled guilty because he thought that he was only going to get like a, a year and a half or some shit like that. And um, he had, he actually originally only got sentenced to five years, but then when he got out, he smoked marijuana and failed a drug test, and he got sent back for the year. So that, that one, then that one's his fault. Yeah, that one's on him. We can't. <laughs> you, you did it, buddy. <laughs> you know. You might have not wanted to shoot up that school, but you wanted to do something worse. You wanted to smoke the reef. You wanted to enjoy marijuana. <laughs> the devil lettuce. How dare you? But um, what what are your thoughts on this, Kyle? You've been quiet. I mean, I don't. It's hard for me to say anything about it, cause I don't know. A lot of I, I, I wasn't there. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, you laughing, yeah. but I just I don't pass judgment. I don't well, really no, put my two cents on things guy. when I don't know for sure. Like I wasn't there. He's saying all this, and if all this is true, then I mean, yeah, that sucks. Then something needs to be done about that. He should probably go look into his laws, get a better lawyer, and see if he can get something fixed about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a little late now, but you never know. Six years, sir. Fuck it. Let's well, the reparation pay, though, if, if, if it takes to the court and figure out that everything was like, was, if what he said was true about how they paid the people off, whatever, and they ended up, he ended up going to uh, prison over it, then they, he's, a, he's liable, or the government's liable to pay him reparations for the time that he served if he shouldn't have been convicted. Yeah. So... You know, it sucks. He was, like, recently released. So, he, you know, he'd he done all that time in jail. And he finally gets out, and boom, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's from the chomo. Yeah. <laughs> he got out of jail just in time for the zombie apocalypse. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Do you all think this is the actual end of the world? Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, 100%. I think you give it a couple months... Graves are going to start to come back out. That's what like, I'm saying, bro. Two weeks okay. after the virus finally finally goes away, the dead will rise. Uh, only Somebody thing... opened up Jumanji on January 21st. I mean, on January 1st, the beginning of this year. Well, the only thing World is... World War III now this? The only thing is, all right, they're going to come back, yeah, but this isn't going to be your normal zombies. This shit's going to be the I Am Legend shit. So, like, just stay in the fucking sunlight's all well, I have to know, say. No, those are actually vampires. They're vampires, bro. Yeah. It's oh, no shit. There's a vampire in that movie. There's right? a vampire zombies, you're right. Yeah. No, 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 vampire zombies. Well, no, okay. If you read the summary to the movie, it says a vampiric disease has spread throughout well, the world. Well, that's the thing. I don't read and it the much. Book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never learned to read. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that, I don't know. That's how people are treating some of this shit. Yeah, about a time your dispatcher has fucked you over. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> said you had stories yeah alright so this is before we went to our new dispatch because our new dispatch is actually they're, they're really fucking awesome though, because they have their shit together they have all the equipment to do everything correctly so on and so forth but does your dispatcher listen to the podcast Kyle yes yes <laughs> but 
before we went to them, our dispatchers, and I'm not going to talk bad on anybody, but they fucking sucked. <laughs> Just don't name names. But yeah. so, I don't want to say gotta, anything negative about my former dispatcher, but he fucking sucked. <laughs> well, it's just because so they would not they would pay attention during their calls or anything like that. So I had a call for a whole domestic. I got sent to the whole other side of the town because they heard the wrong street name, and our our town is divided north, east, south, west, so on and so forth, like most towns. Yeah, that's about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> with fucking cities, you know, whatever. So I got dispatched to North What the Fuck Ever whenever it was actually, like, damn near on the oh, southeast south. yeah. side of town. Okay, yeah. It's one of those streets that goes all the way across. Yeah. yeah. So baby, my ba- baby daddy over there beating the hell out of each other, and I'm all the way over here, and then that shit looks bad on me and comes back on me, and I get a call from Chief, like, why the fuck were you all the way over here? So they, they kindly fucked me. Well, one thing that I, I hate, which is we have this one dispatcher who, in my, they may or may not listen to this, so I'm not trying to say names or anything. But um, one common thing that I hate with a dispatcher is when they try to argue with you about things that like, you can clearly see aren't there. Like, maybe they send you to an address and you pull up and it's an empty lot. And, you know, you advise them, like, well, dispatch, you know, nobody's here. I'm going to be on my way. And, like, well, the caller advised that they're there. I'm like, well, unless they're going to pop out of this fucking ground, you know, I don't, I can't take a complaint from anybody. That That's one thing that really aggravates me. Like, it's like, I'm actually here where you told me to be. Or, and guess what? They're not. Like. See, and see, we have a, an inexperienced dispatcher right now at where I work. It's a, uh, this new girl. And um, she, I don't know if it's that she's too... Like what I really think it is, I think she's super book smart and has no common sense whatsoever, to where she can't grasp some of the simple uh, con like context of it. Like at first, she was giving us way too much. Mm. Like she'd be like, "Being route to Walmart, caller advised. There's this guy who walked in and." And he was talking to these girls, and then, you know, he, he bought a stick of gum, and it was spearmint, and he chewed it. Like, like just, just saying all this unnecessary shit. So I went in, and I told her, I was like, hey, you know, fucking chop it down, you know, shorten it up. Just give me what I need. Yeah, and she was like, okay, now I don't get shit. It's like being right to Walmart. <laughs> what, what do I do with that? And, uh, like, I, like, for what, groceries, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then and the other day, something like that, I got sent to one of our, our problem areas in these apartments, and they were like, being right route to speak with this person, and they gave me a name. And I was like, "What's which apartment headquarters? You know, this is an apartment complex with easily like you know thirty, forty apartments." Mm. And um, I was like, "What? You know, what door?" And uh, she gave me a door, and I show up, and that fucking number doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, shit!" And I'm like, "Well, dispatch, I can't locate this person." And she's like, "Well, this is his name." And I was like, "Well, ten four, I can't locate him." They're like, "Dispatch, he, he and they they told me they were like." Be advised, he, he says he knows you, he gave his name. I said, Dispatch, I don't know that person, I don't know this name, I can't find this person. I was like, if they call again, let me know. And then, of course, my dispatcher loves to wait till like, 4.59, which is, we get off at 5, and be like, oh, okay, here you go, here's a, a you know, a felony. <laughs> <laughs> that shit fucking sucks. But yeah, go ahead, Clark, what you got? So, this was the first murder that I ever worked. Um, and this is also the first night that this guy had ever dispatched. Had no prior training. I mean, he had the the little shitty prior training that my old agency, Kyle's current agency, would give their dispatchers at the time, not not currently. You know, of having these new people sit inside the dispatch office and just sit there and listen. That's actually I mean, kind of our method, too, to be honest. Whenever we get a new dispatcher, well, just okay, hang out. Well, okay, you hang out for a certain period of time, then they start doing tasks. That's yeah. what you should do, you know? Learn the little, <clears throat> learn the ropes by listening, doing, learning, right? Yeah. Um, no, they just had this guy sit in the office for about 54 days, listening to some of the codes, and then stuck him on my fucking night shift, one officer, one dispatcher, that was it. This dude didn't know... Context. He didn't know ten codes. He didn't know our codes. I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, it was one officer, one dispatcher, and one jailer. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Beck, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, but this guy, this guy had never talked on the radio. He he was book smart, like that, like Clarence was talking about. He was book smart, but he was beyond Doubted. beyond reluctant as, as far as like uh, what's the common sense goes. Which I couldn't yeah. really think um, because he said things on the radio, 
And this isn't a bad kid, alright? He's not. He just doesn't think about what he fucking says sometimes. And I have to, like, we have to kind of guide him when he was a dispatcher. He, he said over the radio, being around to so-and-so location, um, caller advised of, and I'm repeating this kid, of colored people. He <laughs> said that to me over the radio in a town predominantly African-American with, with people who, a lot of people have scanners. This kid, it was first night dispatch, and said that shit over the radio. I got furious. Well, <laughs> then this is leading to this is leading to this what happened earlier in the night, I mean, later in the night. Yeah. So he was he he didn't know his codes. He was using plain text over radio when we have people who are listening to our frequency, you know, trying to to decipher what we're fucking saying. And here later on the night goes, and I'm I'm I was talking with another deputy at the time I was an officer at the sheriff's office, and a call comes over the radio through him, you know. Hey, be around the social location for a man down. Well, I mean, in that line of work, man down can mean a shitload of things. Yeah, really. Well, normally, if you work in the town you work at, it, you're probably thinking, you're most likely thinking, if somebody got beat up or somebody's drunk as fuck, you know, laying in the street. So I, I didn't get in a hurry, but I got in my car, I didn't run lights and sirens, I got, got to the location, because I was only like, I don't know, two blocks away. I got over there and realized there was a man laying on laying in an apartment walkway who got shot in the back. You know, so ran back to my unit, grabbed gloves, grabbed uh, my knife, and I said I grabbed my knife, I grabbed gloves, I grabbed some other stuff, cut off this guy's shirt and started doing, uh, you know, holding pressure to the wound. As I was reading over dispatch, like, hey, be advised, this is an act of murder, or this was a murder, I apologize. Get me detectives, get me the chief, and get me a canyon. Now, he just kept 10-9 for, you know, like, repeat. I was like, listen, dude, get me Acadian now, which I am blood service, give me the chief, and give me detectives. Yeah. I said it about 15, 20 times. It's all, it's all recorded lines. 10 9 is the first code every dispatcher learns. And it's yeah, the that last and 10 one. It's the last one you ever want to hear. Yeah, or 10 4 when they don't even know what the hell you said. Yeah. It, that always pisses me off. So it took, it took me getting a hold of another sheriff's deputy that was in the area to come assist me because I was by myself with probably like 40 people around me for him to call his supervisor for them to call my detectives and for them to clear Katie to come in because this dispatcher didn't know what the utter fuck was going on or what he was doing. And talk about fuck me because when all those people were there and the ambulances were not rolling in, because I, I, at that point, that was, I'd said it probably 20 some odd times, it was 10, 15 minutes into this guy just laying on the side of the, the, side of the fucking sidewalk dead. Um, and so I had people getting irate and angry at me because they're saying that I wasn't doing enough when I was trying to hold this guy's life together. Yeah. And they were standing there looking at me, you know, and it, 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 this is other context of the call I went to. Talk about get pissed off and have people yelling at you for not doing your, you know, not doing air quotes your job and trying to save this guy's life and hold security because you're by yourself with 15, 20 people around you. Watch the security cam footage about what when the murder took place. Um, it took the people who watched this murder, watched this guy get shot and be well, beat up and shot, took them 12 minutes to call 911, took me one minute to get there after receiving the call, Yeah. took Acadian 15 minutes to get there, I took... Everyone else, as far as administration, detectives, and shit, get you know about fucking fifteen minutes to get there. You know, man. I but don't... but it's but it's but to them, it was my fault that he died. Well, that, you know that that plays off of like we said earlier. I you know no matter what we do, we'll never be right. And, yeah. and, and you know I I like to have good relations, and I like to have you know well working environments with the other agencies that you have to work with, and you know other emergency response task teams. But I don't know what it is with our area. But it seems like ambulance services are so few and far between that every single complaint I'm going to lately, I'm waiting 15, 20 plus minutes for an ambulance. And I mean, that's even while giving a dude chest compressions. Yeah. You, know you see, I can't, and I can't relate to that because mine, usually mine's anywhere between two to five minutes. Really? I, the medic and EMT on my shift, I know personally. So they do what they can to stay around my area that way because they know we, we have quite a few cardiac arrests in my area all the time. Yeah. So they do what they can to stay as close as they can. And get and that's there the same thing with me. We, we have great relations with all of our dispatchers in my parish that I work. 
for the longest, longest it'll ever be for us is if it's something like in the boonies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you have to take 15 dirt roads to get this one driveway. But then again, that's ex- that's the same thing for us. Like if if we get there and we know that it's gonna, we're gonna need the candy and we get them rolling before we go. But if one of the things, if we get there and we figure out that we need candy, we already expect it. Yeah. We, if it took us that long to find it, and we would roam the parish. These guys who are only, you know, EMTs are only reactive. There's no proactive EMTs. You know? <laughs> you You're hit, riding around you looking hit, for somebody. You can't hit somebody with a car and then jump out and be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> we'll save you and then charge you money. Oh, well, you know, these guys, that they sit up and, like I said, I'm not dogging on them, but they sit up, you know, waiting for a call. That's literally their job as an EMT. Well, yeah, I, sometimes I wonder that. Like, does an EMT patrol, like, they you don't. see them drive around, but what are they doing? Do they, well, these but ones, they park. The ones in that area, preposterous, they can't. Oh. Well, see, the one, I, I see them parked up there all the time, so what are they doing? I mean, if they're not allowed to patrol, are they just supposed to be near the area? That's, that's all I can figure. And see, we have three, three ambulances that work our area, and I still can't get someone on a scene sometimes. And let me tell you something. Four on weekdays, by the way. It, it, being an EMT is, is no joke. Y'all probably by far deal with the grossest things, and, you know, y'all, y'all have a hell of a job. But when an EMT with a bad attitude shows up to my scene, mm-hmm. I could just lose my shit. Because with all the dumb shit that I deal with on a daily basis, working long hours just like you, I'm tired just like you, and I show up and act a little bit professional and you can't, come the fuck on, man. You know, get on the fucking, get on the fucking team. Yeah, I, I haven't had a bad experience with an EMT yet. Really? I haven't, I mean, because all the ones that I, uh, every time that I've needed one. It's either it's either been for something so fucking minor where it's department policy I have to yeah. call for them, and they get there and we're both relaxed like, look, this is what you got, man. This is, you know talking to EMTs, it's bullshit. Basically, you know, like for a fucking scraping, some shit like that. But the other times that I call them, it is it is do or die. And so by the time they get there, I'm in the middle of chest compressions, or I'm in the middle of of putting on, I'm in the middle of uh, putting on like like bandages or tourniquets, some shit, you know. So it's it's. I've never called them and they just come in like, oh, little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I've you had... You bleeding, you little bitch? I'll rest, I'll rest the empty in a heartbeat if I can try. <laughs> only thing that I've had is, uh, it is, and it wasn't my normal two, my normal medic and EMT that was working with me. Oh, uh, it was a different truck and it's not that they was unprofessional. Well, I mean, I guess in a way, it's as if they, they couldn't figure their life out pretty much. I'm going to say it like that. Is They were very unorganized with... Me and my other officer, it was one of the ones that was in training. He was still in the academy at the time. He was riding with me. We were doing compressions for, I believe, 15, 20 minutes before they showed up. Yeah. Then they get there, and me and my officer have to continue compressions because they do not once ask to swap out with us. They are trying to hook up their little machine but cannot get it unraveled or untangled off of one of us while we're doing compressions. And it's just like they... They weren't prepared at all. It's like they did not take their training serious at all. And then, like, oh, we're just going to fluff this off and hope somebody lives. Well, see, that that's the thing about it. I, it. It's very rarely that I have an EMT come in that's, like, just so unprofessional. But when it is, it's like, dude, I mean, come on. You're fucking important, bro. Yeah. You know? I need you I need you to be with me here. But, um, <laughs> like, like, these compressions are literally the only thing I know how to do, damn near. Yeah. Well, like, the only thing that we that need and, to get out to do. Yeah. Yes. The, the compressions and, you know, try your best to apply pressure, put a tourniquet, stop yeah. bleeding, you know, well, stuff I mean, like that. Simple but, stuff. But as far as saving the dude's life, as far I like, fucking need that like guy. <laughs> running an IV, putting it, pushing epinephrine, using an actual chest like the fucking the AEDs that we don't care enough fucking units. Oh, we got AEDs, actually. We don't have AEDs. I, I, I know your department did that. Fucking broke, so yeah. we just got AEDs, but I've I've known how to use them because I've been first responder certified since I was really young. But um, yeah. So yeah, don't 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 be a bad EMT. But to all EMTs out there that are good EMTs we, and dispatchers, we, and dispatchers, good dispatchers, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything love. y'all do. Nothing but love for everybody that that gets the job done. Um, so if you're listening to our podcast and you enjoy our podcast, uh, I appreciate that y'all check us out on YouTube. If you listen to us on A Conjured World or if you listen to us on Facebook, um, I, we're also now on Spotify. So if you enjoy our podcast and you have Spotify and you pay for Spotify, go li- give us a listen on Spotify so we can get our numbers up on there too. Um, we look forward to having 
more feedback uh, to everyone who left a comment on the last video with their support. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the uh, the shout-outs that we have gotten from uh, everybody that has something positive to say, especially those of you in law enforcement who would say y'all enjoy listening to our podcast because the idea of this is that this is where patrolmen can be patrolmen, and uh, we really enjoy police listening to what we have to say. So um, you guys got any final things y'all want to say? Gang, gang. <laughs> y'all have a great time. All right. And uh, tune in for the next episode. Peace. Policeman. A policeman is a composite of what all men are, I guess, a mingling of saint and sinner, dust and deity. Called statistics, wave the fan over stinkers, underscore instances of dishonesty and brutality because they are news. What that really means is that they are exceptional. They are unusual. They are not commonplace. Buried under the froth is the fact. And the fact is that less than one-half of one percent of policemen misfit that uniform. And that is a better average than you'd find among clergymen. What is a policeman? He of all men is at once the most needed and the most wanted a strangely nameless creature who is sir to his face and pig or worse behind his back. He must be such a diplomat that he can settle differences between individuals so that each will think he won, but if a policeman is neat, he's conceited. If he's careless, he's a bum. If he's pleasant, he's a flirt. If he's not, he's a grouch. He must make instant decisions which would require months for a lawyer, but if he hurries, he's careless. If he's deliberate, he's lazy. He must be first to an accident, infallible with a diagnosis. He must be able to start breathing, stop bleeding, tie splints, and above all, be sure the victim goes home without a limp or expect to be sued. The police officer must know every gun, draw on the run, and hit where it doesn't hurt. He must be able to whip two men twice his size and half his age without damaging his uniform and without being brutal. If you hit him, he's a coward. If he hits you, he's a bully. A policeman must know everything and not tell. He must know where all of the sin is and not partake. The policeman from a single human hair must be able to describe the crime, the weapon, the criminal, and tell you where the criminal is hiding, but if he catches the criminal, he's lucky. If he doesn't, he's a dunce. If he gets promoted, he has political pull. If he doesn't, he's a dullard. The policeman must chase bum leads to a dead end, stake out ten nights to tag one witness who saw it happen but refuses to remember. He runs files and writes reports until his eyes ache to build a case against some felon who will get dealed out by a shameless Seamus or an honorable who isn't honorable. The policeman must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And, of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. <laughs>